안녕하세요 여러분. 해피 프로젝트 팟캐스트 오신 것을 환영합니다. 안녕하세요. Man, that was the best decade, man. The 90s? Indeed. I have to say, yes. Mm. I think the 90s was the best. Yeah, so this is going to be very good because I think a lot of you listeners will be able to relate for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Well, we're going to talk primarily about the things that we remember growing up in our mixed Korean homes, having the Korean influences that we did. Um, and also think about it at this time, uh, primarily in the United States, because that's what our experience was, that the Korean culture that existed in the States at that time would have been different than what the Korean culture existed was in the motherland. And I imagine, depending on where you grew up around the world, also the extent of Korean culture, pop culture, the type of snacks that existed, you know, the, even the type of slang that you use would have been different because it has a long way to travel from Korea to wherever that you were. And so uh, some of these things you may be really fond of and remember like, yeah, that was my childhood too. Some of you, if you grew up in Korea, were like, okay, that was really old school. Like (laughs) that was so not my childhood. But I have to say probably a lot of Korean Americans will relate to the things that we're going to talk about today. Okay, well, let's then, let's just, let's just hop to it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess one of the biggest memories for me growing up is... My mom watching VHS tapes of either Korean dramas or like the variety shows Mm. or uh, even like musical concerts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And these VHS tapes, the thing is like, like it wasn't like we had Korean TV. So Mm -hmm. not at the time. I mean, my mom does now because of like satellite and stuff like that. But I remember we used to go to the... Hangukage or the Korean store in our city. Mm-hmm. And it was a very small store. And they had this big old wall of essentially just VHS tapes that were, I mean, it was like basically like ripped off like <laughs> VHS tapes. And um, so they're were, not like the originals. Were the titles like handwritten? Yeah, some of them, them were handwritten. Some of them had like the little stickers. Yeah, so the they like white print- sticker. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, so you're able to like go in there and just choose like whatever drama or news show or something like that, and you could rent it. Mm. And so I don't I don't remember how long the period of rental was, but I remember that's literally my whole elementary and probably middle school and even high school actually, mm-hmm. because again I grew up in the '90s um, and even the early 2000s, and that was like DVDs hadn't really become a thing yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those those are like some of my favorite memories because like I would watch those tapes with my mom. Do you remember that one show? It was really popular back then where it was basically like it was just to horrify you about 
<laughs> things that happen in modern society. <laughs> no, but it was over dramatized. I mean, I probably no. You know. We watched one of the same ones. I know we did because remember when <laughs> I told you, oh, we always put down the toilet seat when you flush the toilet because, and you're like, because you don't want to get the flying particles on your toothbrush. Yeah. That was from that Korean <laughs> dramatized like or, television show. Or don't don't close the door with the fan on in the room. Yes, that was that so was my mom. Thing. Like, yeah, she believed everything. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember my mom would watch this like, oh, mom, these are so ridiculous over top. She was like, it's true, it's true. If someone gets on the elevator with you and he pushes the button right below when you get off, don't get off on the next floor. He's come up to kill you because it was like a story that was put on that TV yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, these VHS tapes, I remember that. But the Korean market overall, I think, carries uh, a lot of symbolism and memories for people, I guess, of our generation. I mean, mm -hmm. just recently that book came out from the girl who heads up the group Japanese Breakfast and uh, was crying in, e in e Mart or H Mart, I think. And that itself was very, like, so many people related so strongly to her story. Like, oh, H Mart was very uh, central and pivotal to a lot of mixed Koreans and Korean Americans. You said that was a book? Yeah, it was a book that just came out. It was kind of oh, like a memoir. Was she the one that wrote an article like two years ago? I think either you shared it or maybe I found it. Yeah. Where I think it was uh, it was very well written. And I think it was either a blog post or something where she was talking about H Mart in the memory of her mom or something like oh, that. Maybe I'm thinking of a been. different person. Or it could have been the same person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there was that connection to H Mart, which I totally understand. Yeah. In a sense of like, I didn't grow up around H Mart because we didn't have that. We just had like the small local Korean stores. Mm -hmm. And then we eventually, since I grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina, we eventually uh, got a bigger uh, supermarket, Korean supermarket called Sun Supermarket. Mm -hmm. And that was, I think, one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest one in that area. But we didn't have H Mart until I moved to New Jersey as an mm -mm -mm. adult. Yeah. And I'm like, H Mart, this is amazing. <laughs> I remember the first, yeah. like how big they were and it was so fun to go. Mm -hmm. And they would always have everything. Like they would sell like the rice cookers and then they would yeah. have the fruits and veggies section that you would all pick through. Then they had all the snacks. Then they always had a skincare selection area. Right. Yeah. So that's more, a little bit more reflective of, I think, some of the like bigger chains here in mm -hmm. Korea, like E-Mart. Uh, yeah, the H-Mart that I remember, and this wasn't when I was a kid, but when I was in New Jersey, uh, we had an H-Mart where it had like a food court and everything. Oh, yeah, big so you ones. Had, like Korean food court. Yeah. Yeah. So those those were really cool. But like growing up, yeah, I just remember just going down like the big snack aisles, and you had all of these like Korean snacks mm -hmm. that you could just choose from. So that was fun. Yeah, I, I remember like the really, really small ones, you know, where you had just like one ajuma or one ajashi who was working there. Mm -hmm. All the veggies were slightly wilted, but, you know, <laughs> they weren't like packaged nicely or anything. Mm -hmm. And then they had one corner with like three or four selections of dok. And then you and your sisters would be like, I want this one. No, I don't like the beans. Get just the regular one, you know. Yeah. I remember all of that. Yeah, man, that that was yeah that was like some of my biggest memories when it comes to like korean culture because mm -hmm. i felt like yeah in the home it was whatever my mom's korean culture was like mm -hmm. you know whatever like like little knickknacks or how she cooked her food but when you go to the korean store it just sort of like opens up you're like wow this is korea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's how i felt yeah this is where we would get our big big jars of kimchi there's always one place mm -hmm. that we would go for just that jar of kimchi so you know not everyone makes kimchi the same or equally good that's true yeah that is you had true. to know where to get it 
Yeah. Okay, well, let's move over to uh, what you would do in your free time. Were there any games that you played? Do you have any memories of like playing games with your Korean friends or the games that your mom would play? Um, so I didn't really play a lot of games like, um, like traditional Korean games. What I would do is like whenever I would go on church retreats and like, of course, these are like Korean church retreats, Korean American church retreats. We'd always like play those little like hand games or like little like rhythm <laughs> games. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I want to ask you, is this American or Korean? The one where you put your, someone puts the hands palm up mm -hmm. and then the other person puts their hands on top of those palms right as if they're giving you like a high five yeah and then and you the, gotta move it and the other person is trying to slap your hands and yeah, you're trying yeah. to dodge that is that korean i i don't know i mean it, we always played that but i didn't no know. i mean because i remember like my american friends playing that in Did school they? okay yeah so maybe korea took it no and idea made it their own i don't know but yeah so like those type of games i played um but I wouldn't say those are the, the traditional games because like my mom would pay, play those games sometimes mm -hmm. with her friends. And those, these are like, I guess a little get togethers that happen periodically. Yes. So I would watch them play. I never actually played. Like Go Stop, mm -hmm. like the card game. Yeah. And it was always, my mom was so dramatic, you know, where you would <laughs> pick up the card and then you would throw it on top yeah. of the pile and this big slapping <laughs> sound. Mm -hmm. There's no real point to it, but it was just, it was fun. It was the flair. Yeah. I don't even know how to play that game, but I know that is definitely like one of those traditional games. Mm -hmm. Like I also remember maybe, and most of this is having to do with like Korean church, mm -hmm. but on holidays or special like Easter or New Year's, especially mm -hmm. there would, they would play like, um, Yunnori, mm -hmm. and that's the one where, it's kind of like, uh, I, I guess, four like wooden sticks, mm -hmm. and you just toss it in the air, and it's like, depending on how it lands, yeah. um, I guess you get, was it points, or it's like, I don't know. I, Move, I forgot. Like moving around that paper, like the cloth board. Right, right, right. And I remember them playing that, and I guess I played it as a kid. I just don't mm -hmm. really remember, but the, it was really cool to see. Because it's like, this is nothing like I've ever seen. Yeah. Yunori was a big one. Uh, Pengi. My mom really surprised me one day when she pulled out this top, like the big plastic top, mm -hmm. right? And then she like flung it and then you had to keep slapping it <laughs> to keep the top going. Mm -hmm. So that was another one I remember. And then Kongi Nori. Kongi Nori I remember playing too. Like my mom had bought us, I guess she bought it or maybe my emo. They're like the little, they're like little plastic, dice i guess is what you could say or little weighted plastic balls mm -hmm. and um there was i don't remember how many but you would play the game where you would throw one in the air and while it was in the air you tried to pick up the rest and catch the one before it falls right and there are all different combinations of throwing the balls in the air and catching them on the back of your hand or putting them down or catching it and i remember we my mom would play that and she was quite good and then we would learn from her and play that game too yeah i sucked at that game I just, I, I, I sucked. And I think um, if if you're not aware of what this game is, it's very similar to the game of Jax. Oh. Yeah, so oh, okay. I, I guess Jax, I, I don't know if it originated in America. Um, actually, no, I think it's more like uh, old, but I think different 
cultures have a variation of this game. So it's like you have the ball, throw the ball up once, and you try to get one jack, and then throw the ball up again, get two, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very similar. You're right. To the Korean one, yeah. I didn't even make that connection. Mm -hmm. So you didn't you didn't play gongyu nori very well. You weren't good at it. No, I wasn't. And even Aye. like like three years ago when I first started teaching here, uh, that was part of like one of our games that we would play with the students. Mm -hmm. And the students, some of the students were good. Mm -hmm. um, and I just I just could not get it <laughs> as an adult. There is a technique, especially when you're catching it on the back of your hand. Yeah. It's how the shape of the back of it. It's more like this, like a nice curved shape so it doesn't fall off. <laughs> See, my hands are well suited. For kungi nori. Yeah. So I guess I had a disadvantage. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, your, your hands are very straight. Okay. Well, uh, why don't we head on over to church then? Oh. Because the, the Christian church played a big role in helping facilitate Korean immigration from the very, very beginning. And so still to today, there are Korean churches pretty much everywhere. And they serve as not only religious centers, but centers of community. For Korean uh, groups in every city, pretty much in the states, and so we were no different. We also went to Korean church, we went to American church, but I distinctly remember the Bible studies that my mom would go to, and it was like every week, and she would drag us out, and we'd have to go to one of her friends' house, and then she'd lock us and all the other kids on the second floor or some other room, and they were just like, "Okay, you know, 그냥 놀아," and then like <laughs> right. lock us in there. So I don't know you. Yeah, we don't know any of the kids, and you would just have to socialize. I remember that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I remember. So what I remember is my mom, and because she, she was like a chipsanim, so I guess she was a deacon, and mm -hmm. she eventually became konsanim, mm. which is like elder. But uh, so her and her deacon friends, like they all took turns doing Bible studies at their mm -hmm. respective houses, mm. and then the pastor would usually just go to whichever house mm. hosted the Bible study. I remember that. And just remember, always would actually come. Yeah, at least at ours. Mm. Yeah, so um, not all the time, of mm -hmm. course. But there were times when, if he was involved, he would go, and they would always collect offering, even at the Bible mm -hmm. studies. And I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And singing the hymns. Yes, yeah, singing very, very loudly. Yeah, so they always sang hymns, mm -hmm. and it was always a cappella, and they all. So like. What I remember growing up is you had the Korean version of the Bible or the Korean translation, I should say. Mm -hmm. And then you had a hymn book. Mm. So there was always like these, like, yeah. So like our, our parent or our moms and their friends would always have like two things that they would carry mm -hmm. with them to church. Mm -hmm. And they would always be singing hymns in the living room. And mm -hmm. it was, I don't know, there's a certain like peace that comes with that. Mm. Like just thinking back to that. Mm hmm yeah, and your mom would be just be like praying very loudly with your friends and crying. Sure. Yes, I remember that. And we would, when we were locked up in the room, you know, we would argue amongst ourselves. You go downstairs and ask for melon. No, you, you, <laughs> you go get the chamo. You're cuter. They won't, they yeah. won't be bothered by you. You're smaller. You do it. You do it. And then you'd open the door and you listen. Like, what is the the temperature of conversation are they are they mm -hmm. praying and crying it's like okay come back later you know <laughs> are they laughing with each other it's like okay now's a good time go send the smallest one and then you would go and they're like oh, yeah. we, we want some subak and then they'd be like okay you know you to calculate your risks mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i remember doing all that's of that so and of course you know that's where you learn 안녕하세요, 안녕하세요, because you had to learn when you greet them your mom would mm -hmm. always say and then you would 안녕하세요, and then run up to the room and then when right. you leave, putting on your shoes, and then you'd run to the car. <laughs> yeah, that's where I got the most like Korean practice. 
as a kid. Oh, greeting all the emos. Churches, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And why always when they had meals after church service or Bible study, why was there always so much (laughs) chapche? You know what's funny? Yeah, and I and I thought about this like recently, like. Chapche was always, always just part of my life growing up. Always. Yeah. Like either my mom cooked it, sometimes sort of as a main meal, even though it's like panchan or a mm. side dish, technically. Um, she would like cook chapche and then we'd have maybe like galbi or something on the side with, with rice. Mm. But um, I moved to Korea. You barely I see chapche. I never see chapche here. I mean, you yeah. will if you, if you, like when I used to go to Korean church, mm-hmm. we would have chapche mm. usually. So it must be a church thing. I don't know. <laughs> I like, because like I, I barely ever have eating like chapche here in korea yeah like they don't really serve it as a side dish you can find it at a market of course Mm -hmm. yeah so i wonder why yeah i guess it's just it's easy to make a lot of it at one time Mm -hmm. you could just serve everybody so much chapche (laughs) um some other things that i remember getting hand-me-downs from my my mom's friends daughters so like my mom's friends when their kids grew out of their clothes would donate it to us or we Mm -hmm. would donate to them and you know whoever was younger or growing up so i remember growing up primarily my clothes were hand-me-downs from you know emo's daughters right yeah wow not us did your mom your mom would buy you guys clothes yeah she was that type she was like no you gotta get new clothes That's funny. Yeah. So, and because she didn't like hand me down, she didn't like secondhand stuff. Oh. To her, like, it's just like, like, no. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, y- you'll see. <laughs> My mom is very, like, Only particular. the best for Wuri Wangjanim, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we had always hand me downs. And that was very exciting when my mom would bring suitcases or big bags, you know. It's like, <laughs> oh, I went to Nugudu Imo's house. And yeah. this is her daughter's clothes. And, you know, good. You guys pick amongst yourself because there's three girls in our house. And so we would pick and choose. <laughs> I want that one. No, trade with me. That one fits me better. And yeah. we would do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's fun. It is fun. Like as a kid. Yeah. That was my little holidays. Mm. And then uh, one of the the last things that I remember, sleeping on the hot pad during the winter months. Yeah, those like those pads and it had like the little knob that you could turn it on and maybe mm-hmm. adjust the temperature. Mm. I remember like we didn't really have that in my older years, mm-hmm. but I remember when I was really young, we had the little hot pads. Mm-hmm. You put it under like your blanket or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember my... Harmony would sleep on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would just be on the floor. Like you would have the pad on the floor and then you would put the hot pad on top of that. And then you'd put another thin blanket on top of that hot pad because mm-hmm. you didn't want to burn yourself, obviously. And then you have another blankets on top. It was just like lots of thin, <laughs> many layers. It was so comfy. And I remember, you know, sometimes we'd come home from school and my mom would be watching her Korean dramas or TV show just laying on the hot pad, <laughs> eating like pistachios, you mm-hmm. know, and just laying on the hot pad. And we would put our bags in and run over and cuddle together. It was really nice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you That's have a- did you have Korean blankets at home? Yeah, yeah, of course. So like um I don't know how to describe it for uh if you don't know what the Korean blankets are, but it's just it just has a just a unique look like you could look at it and be like oh that's a korean blanket mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so some of them are like more comf- comfier than others i think but yeah we had korean blankets we had like the little korean mats um where like it was i don't know what the material was it's not plastic of course i guess more like nylonish mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. do you know what i'm talking about it's like it was especially popular in the 80s i think like you put it where 
Like in the living room, just on the floor. Uh-huh. Yeah, so those... Um, like man, in the kitchen? Not so much in the kitchen. Yeah, so it... I, it's like a, it's not like a soft fabric. It's not a fabric. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like a little blank, not blanket, but carpet thing. <laughs> I am not sure what you're talking about. Actually. Yeah. I don't know what it's called and it's hard to describe, but yeah. maybe it rings a bell for somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, the last blanket I remember, it's like the Korean, like, I guess, would you call it mink? Like they were very heavy. They usually had decoration of a tiger on it. Oh, really? <laughs> Something like that. Or like a very vivid blue color. I remember that. I had that for many, many years. Wow. Yeah, I didn't have that. Very heavy and it weighs you down when you're sleeping. It's the best feeling in the world. (laughs) But uh, I don't see many of those today in Mm -hmm. modern Korean homes. But I remember we had that one big tiger blanket. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's so weird to think about that generation and how those things don't necessarily exist in modern Korean culture today. Mm -hmm. When growing up, it was prevalent. This is Korean culture. This is what Korea looks like. So it's interesting to see this dichotomy, not only the passing of time, but how the two worlds, even in the same time, paralleling each other are in different time zones, Mm -hmm. periods of history existing even in the same year. So yeah, that was just a quick jaunt through memory lane. We hope that this sparked some memories in your own minds. And maybe if you guys have your own memories, things that you're nostalgic about, things that you realize now, oh gosh, this wasn't even like modern Korean, but that was something we knew growing up. That was something that we did. We'd really love to hear your own experiences and uh, you can get in touch at thehalfyproject at gmail.com. So I guess that is it, right? That's it. 안녕히 계세요, 여러분. And we'll see you next time. We are... The Happy Project.